0: Good morning, this is your host, Jordan Tremaine, and welcome to the Perspectal Podcast, where we explore new thoughts, connect ideas, and offer perspectives that may change the way you think about a thing or two. And today, we're going to talk about strength of materials. Yeah. So, interesting subjects aside, um, something, something I think is kind of funny about this podcast is I do that intro... Where I like a talk all smooth and like with my practiced answering machine voice. Um, if you ever listen to my answering machine, it's very robotic. Um, but I have to read that every single time because I get a little nervous. And I think I'm going to forget that little intro blurb. So I have it written on the back of my notebook that I use to write uh, prospectal topics in. And uh, yeah, you know, you just do what you do in order to get it done. Um, sometimes... Sometimes you just gotta write it down because you can't remember it. But um, that's just a little interesting factoid about the Perspectal Podcast. And today we're going to talk about something called Strength of Materials. And I, I like this topic. I think it's interesting how it's like episode like 65 or something like that. And originally I thought that the Perspectal Podcast was going to be much more in line with the type of topics that i'm going to talk about today where i take some real physical process or some idea that exists in a theory or something like that and then make it all like uh frou-frou and philosophical and you know relatable to everyday experience and emotion and stuff like that i do that sometimes but i've noticed that a lot of times i get i start abstract and i end abstract and um one of the main things that I thought was gonna happen a lot more often in this podcasting format was I was gonna start concrete and then end up abstract and trying to connect those twos. But you know, life happens as it happens and uh today we're gonna get a little taste of something that I'm gonna call strength materials and uh we're gonna see what's up. So yeah. So we're talking about strength materials today. Um if you don't know, strength of the materials is a discipline. It's a field of study, and well, what do you study in this field? You study how strong a material is. That's why it's called strength of materials. And then you study like different types of materials and how they respond to different stresses, like being stretched or being stepped on. Um, yeah, those are the ultimately those are the two things you can put press on something or you could pull on something. a bunch of different ways you can do that. You can do really fast or slow or hard or soft. But that's basically the two things you can do. Um, and then there's also different types of materials, like I said before. But ultimately those materials break down into two different things. And I know there's like the different phases of material where you have like your gas and your liquid and your solid and your plasma strength of materials is typically concerned with solids so today i'm going to talk about solids and inside of solids there's like two main types of materials there's your uh, ductile materials and there's your rigid materials and ductile just kind of means bendy so it bends and rigid means it's not bendy like it doesn't bend so glass is rigid. They don't bend. When you try to bend it, it snaps, it breaks, it cracks, it shatters. Um, But uh, like hair, like the hair that grows out of your head, is very ductile. It's a material. It's a solid. It's made of something. And when you try to bend it, guess what it does? It bends. So it's ductile. And so we get it's two types of materials that are solids. And we're looking at the strength of these type of materials, these ductile materials, which are bendy, and these rigid materials, which are not bendy. I know a lot of times in science, scientists like to make up these really intimidating words to explain stuff or make people feel stupid because they're not a part of the industry or whatever. I don't know why some of these words get so complicated, but a lot of times, like when you break it down and put it in your own words, they're really simple. And so I would uh, encourage you not to get too bogged down in the verbiage and kind of just try to follow what I'm talking about. And if you forget a word or whatever, or a word sounds too high, oh, man, that's too complicated. It's not too complicated. I promise you. Bendy and not bendy and pushing and pulling, that's all we've talked about. And everybody can get that. Um, I might use some words to kind of tie them together and from the theory that I learned I took a class on this in college so I do know some of these words um and I've talked I've had conversations with that vocabulary so sometimes I feel like that's the right word to use but I'm not trying to make nobody feel dumb I'm not I I I, one of the reasons I put this podcast out is to try and make philosophy and try to make critical thinking try to make abstract ideas try to make these things more tangible more accessible and take out all the crazy high-minded language that's normally in philosophy books and stuff like that in textbooks and just say it in a way that makes sense i think a lot of times good ideas can be said in a way that makes sense but there are a lot of cases where good ideas never really come across to a lot of people or never get popular because they're never formatted in a way that a lot of people can understand. They're never made relatable. They're just like put out in these crazy terms or these really long derivations or something like that. Which I'm not saying are not accurate, but um, to hop off my soapbox, I'm going to try to make this make sense. Don't don't get too bogged down in the word verbiage and all that kind of stuff. So um, we're talking about strength of materials. Um, there's different types of materials. You got different phases of materials, you got your gas, your liquids, your solids. Um, we're talking about solids today, and inside of the strength of materials of solids, there's two main types of solids. There's your, your ones that can bend, and your ones that can't bend. And the ones that can bend are called ductile. The ones that can't bend are called rigid. And basically, like when you're bending on something, it's 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 kind of pushing, pulling, I guess. Yeah, bending is another one. Okay, so you can push on something, you can pull on something, you can bend something, you can twist something. Um, it's like a bop it like whatever you do a bop it then that's the kind of thing you can do to a material and ductile stuff twists it bends it can sometimes stretch and sometimes compress and then like rigid stuff is like bricks bricks don't bend Um, you could press on them pretty good but normally they'll pull apart or if you try to bend them they snap if you try to twist them they break they're 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 rigid they're hard Um, and I'm bringing this up because in particular I wanted to talk about ductile materials um, and i'm going to bring up this idea of a paperclip. i think a lot of people are familiar with paper clips um paperclips are really interesting if you look at the history of them there's actually like this whole lineage and design about all these different designs and people trying to solve this problem of how do we temporarily put sheets of paper together without destroying the sheets of paper You should, like, there's this book called The History of Useful Things, I think, like that, The Evolution of Useful Things, and it goes through this whole chapter about, like, how we got the modern paperclip and how it's such this, like, elegantly simple design, and it took hundreds of years for us to, like, get to this point. It's crazy how something that simple could have that much thought put behind it, but um, we're going to talk about paperclips today, and paperclips are usually made out of metal, and metal is typically a ductile material. Even though metal can be very strong, it can be very hard to bend, it can be very hard to twist, it'll still normally twist to some extent before it breaks. It'll normally stretch if you pull it to some extent before it breaks. And paper clips, um, I like, uh, they're pretty cool, and I think they're going to help explain the concept today. And uh, Paper clips are ductile solids, they're metal. And um, what's interesting, there's, in in terms of when you're talking about the strength of materials, uh, when you bend a paper clip, into a shape that's not the regular paperclip shape because you can, like, take the paperclip and bend it into it from, like, a swirly thing to, like, a triangle or you can bend it out into a straight line or you can do all these things with it. Um, If you bend it a little bit, it'll kind of spring back and return to its shape. But if you bend it a lot, it'll spring back a little bit but it won't return to the original shape. It'll keep some of the deformation. It'll keep some of the bend you put into it. And this is called plastic deformation. There's something called elastic deformation and plastic deformation, where elastic is just like a rubber band. Um, you stretch it and it goes back to the original shape. That's elastic. And plastic is like you stretch it or you bend it and it doesn't go back. It plastically deforms, it kind of permanently deforms. And I kind of think about that like plastic surgery, where once you have plastic surgery, for better or for worse, you're permanently deformed. Um, and you can be deformed in a way that you think is pretty or ugly or whatever 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 but it's more permanent elastic goes back it snaps back to what it was and plastic uh is is permanent and so uh when you bend a paper clip, some of the force you put into bending goes into elastic deformation because it's going to spring back a little bit um and some of it goes into plastic deformation and what i think is really interesting and why I'm even bringing up this idea of strength of materials is that plastic deformation of a ductile material or a ductile solid so not one that when you bend it it snaps I'm talking about when we when you bend it it bends like a paper clip Um, when you zoom in to like a microscopic level like a molecular level or a grain level or like you know like really in there and you look real close um the material is trying to deform elastically it's trying to go back to its original state when you put a force on something like what uh newton says the isaac newton the smart guy with the apple that dropped on his head um like every force exerted on an object has an equal and opposite force back. So like if you punch a car really hard, you're going to feel a really hard force on your hand because basically the car punched back. Um, you've had an equal and opposite force on your hand. And when you bend that paper clip, when your fingers put the force of bending on that paper clip, the paper clip has an equal and opposite force back. It tries to bend back. And the reason it plastically deforms or permanently deforms is because your fingers are stronger than the paperclip and they overcome it. And the equal and opposite force, because your fingers are way stronger than the paperclip, that force of your fingers has to go somewhere. And it goes into plastically deforming. It goes into permanently deforming the paperclip. Your fingers are stronger and they overcome the strength of that material and they plastically deform it. They permanently deform it. And something that's interesting about this is uh, if you you look at it on a microscopic level and watch how the material on a microscopic level acts, there's a way of looking at plastic deformation of ductile solids where the paperclip wants to stay in the paperclip shape and you're putting enough force on it to change its shape permanently. And so basically all of the little uh molecules in the paperclip it's like they had a meeting and they're like, "Hey, too much force is being put on us. We can't hold this position. What do we do?" And they're saying, "Well, what if why don't we reorganize ourselves in a way that helps us to fight the force that's currently on us. And on a on a microscopic level, the plastic deformation of that paperclip is the paperclip on a molecular level reorganizing itself to be able to handle the specific load that's being put on it right now. And I know I'm saying a mouthful, I know I added a lot of theory in here, but I think you can get it. I think if you can get over the mental trick of like, oh, that sounds like a lot. This is really hard. Stop thinking about that and just think, this makes sense. I'm going to pay attention. I'm going to listen. I can get this. If you think that way, I think this makes a lot of sense. Um, where when you bend a paper clip, the paper clip is on a molecular level. The, the molecules of the paperclip are getting reorganized. They're getting plastically deformed. They're getting bent out of shape. But really what's happening is they're reorganizing themselves in a way that makes them able to actually take on that force that you are putting on it. But only that specific force, which is why it's bending in that specific direction, because it's reacting to that specific bending force you're putting on it. And this is true for all plastic deformation of ductile solids, where... The item is bending or stretching or twisting or deforming in order to reorganize the orientation on a molecular level or on a grand macro level to change the shape of the material in order to better accommodate the force that's being put on it. It's like it's making itself stronger in order to um, be able to hold that weight or be able to... hold. uh, fight against that force that you're putting on it um and this happens for pulling so um like with a rubber band when you pull on a rubber band it's getting longer in order to reorganize itself and make itself stronger um or like to alleviate the force because maybe if you allowed it to pull an inch then the pulling force is only going to last for an inch or something like that that's that's kind of complicated but um Bottom line, what I'm really trying to get at is for ductile solids in terms of strength of materials, when you apply forces to them, and it could be a bending force, a twisting force, a pushing force, a pulling force, twisting, whatever. um, That force acting on that material, if it causes that material to plastically deform, if it causes it to permanently deform, if you put enough force on it to permanently change its shape, It's changing shape specifically to handle the force you're putting on it. It's saying like, hey, the current shape I have is not cutting it. I need to do something different so that I can actually manage this new force or manage the amount of force that's being put on me. But what's interesting about plastic deformation is once you remove the force, once you stop putting that bending force on the paperclip, the paperclip stays plastically deformed. It stays bent out of shape. Which is, which is really interesting to me because the paperclip was like, yo, I got to change in order to accommodate the force that's being put on me. To accommodate, to deal with the stress that's being put on me right now. And it does. It changes permanently to accommodate the stress that's being put on it. But then when that stress goes away, it stays permanently changed. And this is a property of actual materials in real life. If you go look up strength and materials and like stress and strain curves and cup and cone experiments and like Charpy tests or a three point bend tests and stuff like that, this is what really happens with metals and other ductile materials. Not so much with a rubber band, I guess, because rubber bands are very elastic. They don't really get into the plastic point. But for most metals, and then there's a lot of other materials too. When you get into plastic deformation of something that's ductile, uh, it permanently deforms. And only when the stress is put on it. And when the stress is taken off, yeah, it's going to go back a little bit because there is some elastic deformation, but there's largely plastic deformation and it permanently deforms in order to accommodate a finite stress. And sometimes you can look at the history of a material and say... Oh, at some point in time, you were pulled. At some point in time, you were bent. At some point in time, you were twisted. And you can see over time the different stresses and what happened, what the, made the material what it is today. And sometimes stretching and twisting and bending, because on a molecular level, it causes the the molecular structure to reorganize in order to plastically deform it can change the properties of the material. It can make it more brittle. It can make it stronger. Um, It can create heat. Uh, It changes the shape of it. It can do a lot of different things to actually change the permanent long-term properties of the material. And the reason I'm bringing this up is uh, to summarize that and kind of go from the concrete to the abstract, like I was saying earlier in this podcast. In terms of Ductile solids, when you put stress on them, they can permanently deform in order to deal with that stress. And then afterwards, they are permanently deformed. They're better at dealing with that specific stress that that was put on them. But now in the future, they're not set up for different stresses. They've kind of specialized and they've become good at dealing with that one stress, even if that stress is no longer there. And I think that's very Very, very, at least in my life, true for humans, where I'm not like a ductile solid, I'm not a paperclip, but I have stresses put on me, and if I'm flexible, if I'm ductile, because sometimes rigid people... Or when a person is rigid and you put a stress on them, they totally break down. They totally snap. They shatter. And that can happen because I think people can set themselves up in a way where they're rigid. But like I said at the beginning of this podcast, in terms of strength of materials, I'm concerned today with ductile solids. And I'm, I'm considering all humans to be solid. We're not talking about ghosts or liquid humans. We're talking about solid humans. And... For rigid, yeah, you can break and shatter, but, but we're concerned with ductile humans or flexible humans. And I'm not talking about contortionist. I'm talking about like mentally flexible. like You can uh, think of new things. You can change. You can maybe have a growth mindset. I don't know. What, whatever you want to call it. But when you put stress on something that's ductile and it's a relatively high amount of stress, there's a point where it will cause plastic deformation. When you put stress on a certain human... There's a point where that stress will cause permanent changes because what's going on is that human is reorganizing itself or himself or herself or Z self or whatever you want to say. Um, the human is reorganizing in order to deal with that specific stress that's happening in the moment. I think a lot of times we can as humans reorganize our makeup, our psychology our, our the way our bodies are our physiology in order to deal with a temporary stress because if not we're going to be rigid, we're going to snap, we're going to break. It, things cannot work right now with the stress that's on us and the stress can feel like we're being pulled in in different places the stress can be feel like we're getting bent out of shape the stress can feel like we're getting pressed down or or like pushed on with too much weight which is things the same kind of things that can happen to a paperclip and i think the same results happen like with the paperclip where We end up getting bent out of shape. We end up getting permanently twisted or or stretched or compressed or squished. And while getting squished or stretched or bent or twisted does help us learn how to deal with the thing that's actually going on right now, it helps us to survive, I guess, without shattering, without breaking, um, because that's kind of the other option. Either you deform or you break. Either you're rigid or you're ductile. Um, I think bringing this up and and making this a talking point and kind of relating the science of the strength of materials can help give us some tools to dealing with our real-life stresses. Because if we're ductile, and if we can deform when stress is put on us, um, What happens is we become good at dealing with that stress, but we've become deformed in that direction. If I was bent into a frowny face, I got good at fighting the force of bending into a frowny face. But now that I've reorganized myself to deal with that stress, I'm less set up to deal with any other type of stress. I've kind of specialized in a way where I'm not good at other things because I've gotten good at this. My body has physically changed to deal with this certain type of thing and not other certain type of things. And I think this affects our personalities, it affects our well-being, it affects our physiology, our psychology, and all these things where sometimes we are the way we are because we had to survive. We had to deal with things and we couldn't avoid them. We couldn't run away from them or, or pay someone off to not deal with it. We had to deal with it ourselves and it put stress on us and now our mind works a certain way because we had to deal with a certain stress, mentally stressful situation. Our body works a certain way because maybe at work there was a stressful repetitive action we had to do and it, it like built up this muscle structure that isn't really good for my long term physiology but it helps me do my job well. Um, We have back problems because we've had to sit and deal with the stress of sitting all the time. And now the permanent deformation is long term back problems or something like that. And I'm not trying to say this to be uh, like uh, depressing or like, you know, everybody's broken. No, I'm not trying to say that. I'm I'm trying to bring out this idea not only because i think it's interesting and i think it's a a direct parallel to the theory of strength of materials and if this is interesting to you you can go study strength of materials and watch some uh videos on strength of materials and stuff like that and i think it can show you like you can make different parallels and see oh i can do this oh i can do that oh i see how when bending happens it's kind of like this i think there's a lot of cool parallels there but um To don't be so hard on yourself when you had to deal with something that was super stressful, especially for a long time. um, There's a thing called creep, where even if a material is strong enough to deal with a certain force, creep is something where the material will still deform if the force is put on it for a long period of time. Creep is like slow deformation due to the application of stress over a long time. So chronic stress, even if the stress is not high, even if you can deal with the stress for a year, that same amount of stress for 10 years might still permanently deform you or uh, cause you to bend or twist or whatever. And these ideas, I think, can help us uh, regulate ourselves or help us do preventative maintenance or help us to make better decisions where we're like, okay, even though I can do this, Maybe it's not wise because it's still going to cause cost me something because of creep or um, for whatever other idea from Strength of Materials. Um, and to also not be super hard on ourselves because sometimes we have to go through hard things. Sometimes we have to make sacrifices. Sometimes we have to deal with stress and to beat yourself up for not being perfect after you go through a traumatic situation or something like that. That's what happens when you go through a traumatic situation. Because you are a solid person. You are made of solid material. You know, like you run into a wall and you hit the wall. You don't phase through the wall. You're not a ghost. You're made out of solid material. When you put stress on solid material, it's either going to break or deform. And if you deformed, yo, congratulations. You didn't snap. You didn't break. You didn't shatter. But you do have to deal with... Um, Kind of the fallout from being a little bit deformed, and that's okay. I think that's the point of life. That's how you build character. That's how that's your experiences. That's your story. Um, and it's not. I. I don't think it's useful to go and beat yourself up just because you dealt with something really hard and now you have the scar to show for it. Now you're bent out of shape a little bit. You can do the therapy. You can do the the PT. You can do the things to try and get yourself realigned. Go get go get a massage or something like that to work the kinks out. But don't be so rigid in trying to be perfect, I think, because when you when you try to shoot for perfection, I think that's being rigid, saying this is the only acceptable thing, I can't be anything else. That's when you set yourself up to be rigid, and that's when you're at risk for when stress happens for shattering rather than bending. And bending can be much ease, more easily unbent than shattered can be unshattered. So uh, I'm hoping this makes sense. It makes a lot of sense to me. I think it's a really cool parallel to take out of uh, um, my Strength of Materials book and say like, "Yo, this applies to real life because stress happens on materials, and certain specific things will happen when you put specific types of stresses on specific materials." And so um, I don't know. This is so like cool to me in terms of a metaphor to go study this and say like, "Oh." this this uh, titanium under this load with this test is kind of like that time that I was in this really tough relationship because I was really strong and I'm really ductile and stuff, but over a long period of time, these small stresses added up and it caused me to, like, bend out of shape or something like that. Um, and having those kind of metaphors, I think, can help us to think about things in different ways and maybe free ourselves or, um, I don't know, have different perspectives. So... um this has been a good talk to myself. Maybe somebody else is listening. I think people listen to this podcast. But uh, I enjoyed myself. And so I'm I'm happy about that. At least, like, you know, me talking this out to this microphone alone by myself right now when I'm uh, recording the podcast. I had a good time. So, uh, yeah, hopefully if anybody else listens to this you had a good time too because I think this idea slaps is dope is great and um I think it does kind of actually deal with that whole I guess this is part of that series the your mind is a garden series because uh even though this isn't directly talking about gardening this is like it relates to that because like um it's okay that you had to prune your plant it's okay that you had to like cut off some branches that doesn't make the tree like you don't have to throw away the whole tree just because you cut off some branches or it's okay to like with bonsai trees and stuff like that that you like train the tree where you like make it grow in a certain direction or it, it the wind pushes it down in a certain direction it's okay it's, it, it there's still a, a good chance that it can have tasty fruit um, and we all have a story We're we're all not perfect some of us have problems or trials and tribulations all that kind of stuff we go through but um, I think learning from those things accepting those things living in reality and not trying to run away from those things or try to pretend like they didn't happen or try to act like you're perfect when you're a regular real person that's how you be rigid and rigid things snap when stress is applied and I don't think it's very fun to snap or shatter um I think it's a lot better to bend. Even though bending is not fun, I think it's better than shattering. So, how's that for a lesson in strength and materials? Woo, talk about academics. Welcome to college, everybody. But, um, no, that's a little too arrogant. This is not college. This is a podcast. Uh, this has been the episode of the Perspectal Podcast on the strength of materials. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got something out of it. And even if you can't explain it to somebody else, you can share this podcast with them. I think one of the reasons I make this podcast is because a lot of the ideas I talk about, I think, are good. And I think people resonate with them, but they may not be the easiest for a different person that's not me to share. But these are recorded, so you can just like, oh, it may be hard for me to explain, but listen to it from the horse's mouth uh go listen to the actual podcast recording and you know then maybe we can talk about it so share if you want to don't share if you don't want to but um whatever you're going to do with this thing whatever kind of day that you're having you know whatever how your life is going whatever i hope that it's real i hope this affects you in a real way i hope it's somewhat understandable and it prompts you to go watch some youtube videos on what strength of materials really is cuz even though it may seem boring cuz it's a lot of equations and potatoes and experiments I think it's really interesting once you get into the theory of it, it's like, it's good. Um, and it's kind of the science of breaking things, so that's fun. But um, whatever kind of day you're having, I hope it's real. I hope that whatever situations are going on, you meet them for what they are. You, I, I would think and I would hope that people are ductile. Not that they're constantly plastically deforming, but that we're able to bend. We're, we're able to be flexible. And learn and grow and listen and change and be wrong and grow and learn and you know I hope I hope that's that's a part of reality. It may not be a fun part of reality, but I hope that at some level it's part of your reality. So hope you're having a real day. Hope this uh, podcast is uh, doing something for you. Um, And you know whatever it does for you, I hope that at some point It turns into a good conversation for you somewhere down the road. All right, I'll talk to you guys later.